Good evening. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Urban Show. I'm your host, Rich Urban, coming to you from Stark Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is The Godless Agenda of Those Promoting the COVID-19 Crisis. So I'd like to talk more in detail about what is going on and tie all the pieces and dots together about this current supposed crisis for the Chinese COVID-19 coronavirus. So the people who are bringing you, so to speak, the Chinese coronavirus or COVID-19 virus are the very same ones who brought you the brutal suppression of the people of Wuhan, China, and the very same ones who took away the religious rights of people in California and New York, and we're trying to do that in New Jersey and are working on doing it in other places. These are the same people who are gung-ho on this response to the Chinese coronavirus. So there are a lot of strange coincidences going on, coincidences, quote, unquote, and I'd like to go through them and show you why what is going on is godless, and if it's godless, it cannot be godly, that means it's not of God and it's evil or satanic. So let's jump into that. This is an article from Children's Health Defense. Does the coronavirus pandemic serve a global agenda? For those who follow the global immunization agenda and its implementation on different continents, the announcement of a new pandemic didn't come as a surprise. Pandemic preparedness has been a well-funded and a buzzword for a long time before becoming priority of the last G7 summits, the Davos World Economic Forum, and other meetings with global governors. The last simulation for preparedness was Event 201, a rehearsal of a coronavirus pandemic organized on October 18, 2019 in New York by Johns Hopkins University, the Gates Foundation, and the World Economic Forum. The article goes on to explain that the Global Health Security Agency was formed in 2014 just after whistleblower William Thompson raised concerns that the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, was committing fraud in their MMR vaccine safety study. So since there was distrust in vaccination, U.S. Health and Human Service Department, World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Global Alliance for Vaccination and Immunization, and health officials from dozen countries decided to create a healthy security, healthy security agenda for the world. They agreed on priority to achieve 90% of measles vaccination coverage around the globe. So soon after that, we had the big measles scare, so-called so in Disneyland in 2014. The Vax movie came out. But unfortunately, the Vaccine Safety Commission, which was to be led by Robert Kennedy, never happened. And right now, there's attack on vaccine freedom and freedom in all, basically all 50 states and districts of Columbia. So, what is this Agenda 201? Well, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security held this, um, they call it a table game, or which is usually referred to war, war games, this exercise on October 18, 2019. This is their website talking about it. And it's interesting that 
you know, this um, exercise had many of the elements of the current crisis in it. So here we see the article, What Can We Learn from a Pandemic Tabletop Exercise? So this, as I said, happened on October 18th. Interestingly, it was hosted by the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, one of the main websites that's tracking the current pandemic. And it was also hosted by the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And 15 participants. Check out who participated. One of the participants was George Gao, Director General of Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And a host of who's who's from industry and government. So actually, the, the exercise about a coronavirus that showed up in bats and then pigs and jumped to humans. In the exercise, there were travel bans, economic collapse, talk of disinformation, misinformation. Massive numbers of people dying. Does this sound familiar? Very interesting, isn't it? That this would be, you know, what they were um, promoting. So it's also very interesting to note that one of the countries where there was a large number of cases, which is northern Italy, was also a place where there's a large uh, backlash against vaccine mandates. Okay, let's tile these threads together. This article in The Federalist talks about Communist China attempts to hide yet another mass protest against its authoritarian rule. Where was this protest? This protest was in Wuhan, China. It's in Yanglo. That's a suburb of Wuhan. This is posted July 9, 2019. Thousand people in Yanglo, suburb Wuhan, and only 18 miles from downtown town, been protesting a proposed waste incineration plant. So this is, you know, very unusual in China. Remember, this is a city of 11 million people. Government officials were caught off guard by this demonstration because public protests carry significant personal risks in China. People are well trained from a young age that going up against the government is like hitting a rock with an egg. It never ends well and will only cause self-harm. Therefore, they rarely take the streets unless they have no other viable options. That's exactly what happened in Yangla. Subtitle asks, are the Hong Kong protests spreading to the mainland? So people are concerned about the terrible environmental pollution, the terrible groundwater pollution. So they had a real problem on their hands here. And we can see if we watch these posts and videos that, you know, like right here, that there was a lot, there was a lot of violence going on in the city. And it was repressed brutally by the police. Here we see the riot police coming. Remember, this is Wuhan, China, same place where the coronavirus broke out. So you see the violent response to the protesters and the people are dragged off there. Here's another post on Twitter where we see also violent people brutally beaten. A lot of police brutality was seen during the protest. This is in Wuhan, China. The same place, exactly. So you can see see the violence going on there. The police brutally 
suppressing the people, beating them. Okay, so this is how the how what's been going on in communist China. As I mentioned in my other videos, could there be a nexus here? Could the coronavirus been have been and is a pretext to suppress their own people? Because as I was pointing out, as others have pointed out, yes, they started surveilling the people extensively under the pretext of they had to measure their temperature, they had to restrict their movement. So suddenly it was a convenient excuse to restrict the movement of freedom and conscience. Let's move on to the United States here. This is an article about the new, it says New York measles outbreak hoax. No confirmed case of measles in New York. This is about the 2019 outbreak of measles in um, New York, as I just said. Well, the problem was that they're supposed to test the cases to see if it was caused by wild measles, measles virus or by vaccine strains, and they never did that. So we don't know if the virus was even caused by wild measles virus you know, strain. It could have been caused by vaccinated carriers. Of course, they don't want people to know that. Dr. Pavlevsky explained it is important for the Department of Health to alert the public that it was a vaccine strain that caused the illness because a vaccine strain illness could not be equated with a public health emergency. For instance, he's uh, saying it could have been a vaccine strain that was not properly attenuated that caused a lot of people to get sick. So again, not complete information, obfuscation. That's the common you know, thread right there. So what should happen here? Well, governors should test a city or a, a county or a town to see how widespread the infection rate is. The difference with this virus is that many people are asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms. So they can easily be going around. They don't know they have the virus. Also, they could spread it. So is quarantine and stay, our stay-at-home orders a sane response? I would say no, especially without the lack of sufficient data. Why aren't the governors of New York, New Jersey, California testing to see the real prevalence of this virus? Maybe they don't want people to know what the real situation is. They're using scare tactics instead. As I said, with the measles, they didn't see whether it came from vaccinated or unvaccinated. They don't want people to know that vaccinated carriers can spread the disease. What about the H1N1 2009? Um, scare. Well, they didn't want people to know that it turned out very few people had H1N1. They suppressed that information. What about the study in 2005 that showed that the flu vaccine didn't work and that even mortality rates went up? Well, they suppressed that. They don't want people to know that. What about the vaccine mandates? The fact that no vaccine has ever been shown to be more effective, help people more, than harmful. In other words, there's no studies done to show that more people won't die from the vaccine and or be injured than from those who never get the vaccine. Why don't they do that? It's clear. It's the same game plan. So this all involves repression, suppression, and repression of people's freedom and people following their conscience, whether it's in communist China and Wuhan, where it's a hotbed of protests, that it was even compared to the protests of communist China, I mean Hong Kong, then suddenly there's a great terrible pandemic and we need to have this repressive police state. 
then switch to the United States and other Western countries. California, oh, it's a great pandemic. We need to lock everyone down. If you go outside, we might arrest you. New York, ditto. And these are the very same states where there's a very strong movement of those who have been, um, are strongly opposed to forced vaccination, New Jersey, and really throughout the country. So it's very interesting when there's this strong movement developing that suddenly there's this crisis that, you know, supposedly invokes everyone, first of all, making, trying to make people afraid, and secondly, repressing all their freedoms. It's completely ungodly. Finally, I'd like to turn toward the danger of conflict of interest between the government, military, and science. And President Eisenhower spoke eloquently about that. this. President Eisenhower said in his farewell address in 1961, now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. Total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resource, and livelihood are all involved, so is the very structure of our society. In the council government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. And President Heiser also talked about the centralization of funding for science. Akin to and largely responsible for sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolution during recent decades. In this revolution, research has become central. It also becomes more formalized, complex, and costly. A steadily increasing share is conducted by, for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, project allocation, and the power of money is ever present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific discovery and respect, as we should, we must also be alert to equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. In conclusion, what should we do? Well, we should demand that our governors do proper testing. In other words, test whole areas, not just people who are very sick, so you can really see where this is going, and stop the oppression of people's conscience and individual freedoms. This is ungodly, it's evil, it's satanic, clearly. And as I said, a lot of this is due to conflicts of interest between big government, between what Eisenhower called the military-industrial complex, I call the vaccine-industrial complex. It's the same dynamic where science comes and technology are in bed with the government. And there is a scientific elite, and there is this government you know, where they're hand in hand through corruption and obfuscation, suppressing people's conscience and free will. It's a real danger. So this whole supposed response to the coronavirus is completely ungodly. It's evil. It's satanic. It's wrong. The conscience is given by God. We cannot suppress people's conscience and religious freedom. Remember, 
The first place it shut down were what? A mega church in Seoul, a synagogue in New York. Now all kinds of churches, place of worship. That was the same place people, the Hasidic Jews that were under attack because they didn't vaccinate. It's the same phenomenon. So we have to see and realize that it's our responsibility to take action. As I said, contact the governors, speak out, such as I am on this platform. We have to realize Christ is not returning on the clouds of heaven. Okay? We have our own human responsibility to fulfill. And then we can know that due to the victory has already been won, then we will not be repressed. There's no need to have you know, war and conflict, but we can and will succeed. This is a type of war in the sense that these ungodly forces are trying to take dominion, but they cannot and will not prevail unless we let them prevail. So tell your governor, tell your legislators well that you do not want your freedoms abolished. Tell them to do testing of all citizens in a given area to find out the real prevalence of the virus and devise a data-driven response as needed. To solve this crisis or this supposed crisis, we need to see from God's viewpoint. The suppression of conscience and freedoms is ungodly. It's evil. It's satanic. It does not serve God's purpose. As we reviewed closely in this video with the Chinese communist suppression and the suppression as well in the Western countries and places like California, New York. Speak out now. Make your voice heard. This has been the Richard Urban Show on the Visionary Channel, where we have been talking about the crisis of the godless response to the virus. I do. Thank you for listening today, and I hope that you will be blessed, and you will join us next time on The Richard Urban Show. And we thank you for joining us for the godless agenda of those promoting the COVID-19 crisis. Thank you, and good night.